uneducated and broke is a weekly entertainment podcast where we mix hip hop headlines and all things atl into the success of black millennials in the black culture all righty we are well we i should just say me i am so glad to be back with y'all welcome back because uh you were out and q was out and uh we just had to do the show without y'all i was so upset well, you shouldn't be so upset, Mike, because I just want to personally congrats. And for the background noise about those that are listening, Mike B is live, okay? Just yes, I am. Uh, if I could get my audience to make some noise, I am broadcasting live. Yes, uh, this is my great-grandma's 103rd birthday weekend, so the great-grandchildren are holding down, Beautiful. Holding down the studio. That. Yeah, all the old people in another room, but the young that's good because they're supposed to be. We'll talk about that later. And we'll be in the city. Social distance. That's right. I got coronavirus but, um, numbers coming up in Melanin News. Okay. Well, nevertheless, I do want to just personally say thank you, Mike B. Thank you, Ron. Thank you, Maya. Thank you, Zay. You guys did so good. Like, y'all held it D-O-W-N. And I am just very much impressed. And I just really want to say thank you because y'all know Randy O is very, like, controlling on things. And, you know, I'm like, I'm learning to release. Let go, let go. And you guys, oh my God, I just so good. So thank you very much. Okay. Oh, Mike B has the dog and distracted me. What? Said she's controlling one thing. Like, you could have just left that yes. control. <laughs> I mean, well, no, well, you know, Maya, now I just said all these nice things. Okay. Okay. <laughs> anyway, to get into it, though, but we're all back. And not just me. I got my boo, my Virgo sister, my Shanae. That's right. Hey, hey, hello, I am here. Live in Los Angeles, we love yes, it. Yes, which means it has to be behind the scenes coming up. Absolutely. There behind you go. the scenes she, with Shanae. Yeah, she she teased that real cute, like, so like she said, we're gonna talk to some uh, later on in the uh, show here, some up and coming black film uh, directors, and you know, we're gonna get you guys all melanated and know what's going on in that industry. Um, and before we go ahead and get ready to go to Melody News, I do want to recognize, um, you know, by the time this show airs, it's going to probably be actually Juneteenth. What's up? Um, I'm going to put people on the spot. Okay, Ron, what is Juneteenth? Juneteenth is the official date of when we were free from slavery. Okay, Maya, what was the last state that uh, got the notice? Texas. All right. My, uh, Mike B, do you know what year this happened? That was 1865. All right, and Zayna, I'm gonna throw you in there. Do you know what day this was on? You're, 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 you're muted, it's okay. Go ahead, try again. Yeah, I love it, it's okay, I love her. That's our producer, Zayna, Zay from the Bay. All right, so what day, what, so what day is Juneteenth there? What day is that, June the what? June 19th. Bam, okay, we see, listen. Did y'all remember our name, Black Educated? Don't forget, okay. I'm really excited about that. And y'all, let me tell you really quick, with my company, Mike B knows about it because we're for the same company. Do you know they made it company-wide that Juneteenth is now a national holiday, starting with this fr well, the Friday the 19th, and they yep. allowed us to take off work. Yep. Yep. Company-wide like, for, 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 for CM, yeah, for CMG. Mm -hmm. yep. Nice. So, I think that is so awesome. And so me and my friends, we're going to have a gathering, a, a cookout. I don't like to say picnic because I feel like that means something else. You know, picnic. Anyway, so but we're going to have a cookout, and I'm very much excited about it. What are y'all doing for, uh, for Juneteenth? 
I will be cooking on Juneteenth. We actually celebrate that in my family. Uh, one of my uncles, that is actually for his birthday. And one of the, I think she is the third oldest member of our family just behind my grandmother. She is celebrating her birthday. And I'm cooking. All right, Mike B. I always you know how I do. You know me. <laughs> what about, uh, yeah, what about the rest of y'all? Y'all doing anything? Well, now that I know that you and Mike cooking, I'm probably going to be in one of y'all spots. <laughs> Who said you? But go ahead, uh, Shanae, hey. <laughs> I feel like Ryan has something else to say that. No? Now you good. Well, well I'm also going to be somewhere praying because the jackass of the United States of America decided he's going to do a rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma on Juneteenth. So since they burned down Black Wall Street, I'm hoping that some of us go burn down that damn rally. Well, to be clear, I think he moved it to Saturday, the 20th. Um, because his black friends and other friends advised him it wasn't a good idea to do it th th this Friday. But, look, but Ron, you gonna give us the whole rundown on the Ron's rundown, okay? But nevertheless, Maya, what did, I didn't hear what you say you were gonna do. I didn't say. Okay, I'm waiting. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I'm like, my parents, they, cause like, you know, black Twitter and black Instagram, them say don't buy nothing on Juneteenth, don't go shopping, don't do nothing, it's gonna be a blackout, right? So I know that. They said something about grilling that day, so we might go shopping the day before. I was planning on going to the hair salon to get my wig split, but- Oh, nice red hair, girl. I see you, friend. No, I, I'm trying to let go of this red, so- Oh, no, I love it. Okay, whatever, go It's ahead. time for a new color. It's getting hot outside. Summer starting. Summer but like starting. sexy red, like hot red, like mama tita red. This is summer. Are you in like a hot orange or something? I don't know. I might, I might go another color or I might uh, brighten up the red. Do that honey, that honey, was it honey brown, honey blonde? What do they call honey it? Blonde. I love that. I love when sisters do that. Do them highlights. <laughs> hey, oh, my <laughs> Okay, well, as as Mike talks about highlights and whatnot, guys, we got a whole show going on. And Maya is a prize, I guess. By the time we come back, she's going to let us know what color she's actually going to go with. Um, but, guys, I want to make sure you keep it locked. Keep listening here to Black Educated and Baroque. When we get back, we got Mike B getting into that melanin news. So make sure you keep listening right here. Hey, everybody. It's Mike B, your favorite news anchor. It's a new season, and melanin news, it's still here. Live in the Black Educated and Broke newsroom, let me say this. Black Americans don't have time to pick sides. Many are trying to stay alive. I cannot and will not be silenced in telling our stories. The brand won't save me, so it's not my battle to protect it. Hashtag, I said what I said. Top stories, as of Wednesday, June 17, 2020, still no arrest in the fatal police shooting of Breonna Taylor. Atlanta continues in protest in the fatal police shooting of Rayshard Brooks, a 27-year-old black man who fell asleep in the drive-thru at a South Atlanta Wendy's on Friday, June the 12th. Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottles is signing an administrative order to convene a body to air grievances and propose solutions regarding police violence. In a press conference this past week, she said, quote, this is the third time in two weeks that I spent the better part of my day looking at body cam footage related to excessive use of force, end quote. According to reports, Atlanta police morale is down. Federal law enforcement agencies are investigating the deaths of two black men found hanging in Southern California. The sheriff's officials have said there is no signs of foul play in the deaths of Robert Fuller or Malcolm Harsh. 
Well, Aunt Jemima is no more. After 130 years, Quaker is changing the name of the popular pancake brand as well as the imagery. Quaker Foods have not released the new name, but has stated the new packaging will appear in stores later this year. They also have pledged $5 million over the next five years to create meaningful ongoing support and engagement in the Black community. Coronavirus numbers have reached over 2 million cases nationwide. Black people average about 22% of the cases. Some HBCU news, the College Football Hall of Fame expects to reopen in July with a new HBCU exhibit. The exhibit will focus on the history, traditions, and Hall of Fame players and coaches. A special section will be dedicated to Georgia HBCUs, the Celebration Bowl, and the kickoff games between the conferences. A second exhibit is expected to open next year during Black History Month. For the latest headlines in and around our community, you can follow me on Twitter at MikeB underscore news. I'm Mike B with your Melanin News Weekly, right here on Black Educated and Broke. And thank you, Mike B, for those headlines. I do just want to add Uncle Ben's. They've been added to. They're now going to change uh, their logo as well. That's right. That's right. So, so thank you, Mike B. Okay, so guys, on that note, we're going to take a quick break. Shanae, why don't you go ahead and tease the listeners what's about to come next? Okay, okay. So if you are just tuning in as a new listener, welcome to Black Educated and Broke. I cover all things TV and film on the independent side because there are so many amazing filmmakers that need to be highlighted. And today I am bringing on two amazing women, a writer and director, to talk about their upcoming film, Break. So keep listening right here on Black Educated and Broke. Do you have a business that needs a social media makeover? Or perhaps you just simply do not have the time to run your business and manage your social presence. Allow Randy O PNR to take the wheel. From posting content to engaging with customers, Randy O PNR will seamlessly handle all of your social media needs. For a list of all of their services, go to www.randyopnr.com or check them out on social media at Randy O PNR. Take the worrying out of posting and allow the experts at Randy O PNR to handle it for you. Keep it locked to Black Educated and Broke. It's Shanae JC and I'm giving you a first look at the independent filmmakers making waves in the industry. All right, we are back here on Black Educated and Broke. Again, as always, as Mike we was said, you can get all of our melanin news on our social pages. So be sure to follow us at Black Educated and Broke and on Twitter at BEB Podcast underscore ATL. Okay, so again, one of the things we've been teasing all shows, something that I'm very much excited to talk about. We have some filmmakers in the building. We got some black female women in the building, in the building okay? And so I'm going to go ahead and talk to Shanae because this is her time behind the scenes is what she does. Shanae, who do we have today? Yes, we are joined today for Behind the Scenes, two good film friends of mine and two Georgia Peaches um, who are helping create waves in the indie scene um, with their work. We have writer Celeste Banks and director Kier Barnes joining us today to discuss their upcoming film, Break. Welcome, ladies. Hi. (laughs) It's so great to be here. Yes, it's great to have you on. You both look lovely, so thank you for being camera ready, because as we know, behind the scenes, we be in t-shirts, hair ties, looking all types of crazy. <laughs> right, right, thanks. All right, so let's jump right into it. Celeste, tell us about the upcoming um, film and what sparked you to write specifically on this topic. Okay, so 
How it started was an actual exercise. I took a leap of faith. I left my job in academia and I decided that I needed to do something completely. And they were doing a 10K Get Connected Challenge where, uh, where um, Atlanta filmmakers can submit scripts for their shorts. And I was thinking, okay, I'm be honest. I, did, I was thinking that I didn't want to write something so difficult, but personal. And I don't know what happened. Some genius down the street messed up his yard. And for some reason, the entire neighborhood's water system was contaminated. So imagine mud, right? Imagine that. And oh. it's coming out the faucet. <laughs> that oh, was no. Us. Yes, that was us. And at that point, I had... I, it was no longer sympathy for the people going in, in Flint. It was empathy. Mm -hmm. I understood what they, they, they were going through. I'm privileged enough to know that it only happened for me for three days. For, for these folks, it's been months, years. Flint, Michigan still doesn't have clean water. So that's what really sparked, um, the, that's, that's the main reason why I wanted to write the film. Okay. And then direct, uh, Kira, as the director, uh, what drew you to this film in particular? Like, what can you talk about, you or um, Celeste, how you guys kind of came together to be like, okay, you are the director, and then Kira, to follow up, what was, what drew you to that film, or to the script, rather? Yeah, so it started off because I think back in 2018, I was working on a lot of sets. Um, and a lot of things that I were I was doing because um, I worked like on an indie feature. Uh oh, hold on. I worked on like an indie feature and like it never went to post. And I was I was grinding at time. I was like, yo, I'm so tired of wasting all my energy on things that doesn't come to post. And I was talking to Celeste and she was like, you know, here I have something that I think you can direct. And I was like, okay, perfect, send it over. So she sent over break. And I was like, okay, this is amazing. This is phenomenal. Um, definitely something I knew I could do. And I think it's an important story to tell because when I read it, I immediately thought about the people in Flint knowing that they still didn't have clean water and then learning, you know, just Terry, the, the main character and seeing what she's going through that a lot of black women go through. Um, so it'll be so dope to like highlight that. So that, I think that's what really drawn me to the script and why I wanted to direct it. Right. We are in the age of, especially with everything going with Black Lives Matter, um, it seems to always be this kind of like call and response to, you know, people are, we're now pro, you know, Black Lives, we care because of X, Y, and Z killings or what's happening and really the rallying behind Black, black people rallying behind themselves to support themselves. And then you have people kind of reaching for our content because it fits the status quo of right now. Um, Celeste, as a writer, for you, I know a lot of our narratives that are currently out there, you know, deal a lot with our struggles. Um, and I know you said it was important for you to highlight this particular struggle but for you as a writer, do you have any, you know, qualms or feelings about kind of a lot of our narratives being so rooted in our struggle and in slavery as opposed to, you know, Black Girl Magic and Black Boy Joy? Not to say that we don't have that, but it is a lot of the times being led with 
our adversities and our traumas rather than, you know, the, the complexity of our lives. Right, right. Thank you so much for that question, girl. Yes. <laughs> That's your boy. I, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I am currently, I am writing a feature uh, about a black girl princess. And Ooh. I know, right? I decided to, you know, reach out to a whole bunch of black girls about what they felt about beauty. I, I'm a, I'm a circle around it. It's, it's connected. And I, the, the response that I got about beauty and how some black girls felt like they weren't beautiful when they were young, um, whether it had something to do with their hair or their skin color or the way that they looked or how people would perceive them. And when I when I heard, I'm talking about this, this, this stuff is heartbreaking, <laughs> you know, this stuff is heartbreaking. And when I heard that, I understood that what image, how much images matter, we need to see ourselves in this great light. We need to see ourselves as princesses. We need to see ourselves as superheroes. We, being black, y'all, being black, we understand the struggle, but we don't go through our lives thinking, oh my gosh, I'm black. You know, so we're humans. You know, we're mm -hmm. humans. Yeah. We got other things yeah. that we're dealing with. And sometimes we just need a break. Sometimes we just want to see ourselves being badasses. That's it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, Not like we this. see ourselves being, being happy-go-lucky. And it seems like most of the movies and films that get a lot of traction are, you know, no shade to them because they are important, are slave narratives. Yeah. And I think it's something about seeing black, it's, I, you know, maybe I'm just guessing. Um, I, I, apologize, I apologize if I offend anyone. Girl, you speaking but, the truth, girl. Go ahead, girl. But, but maybe I'm thinking white America loves seeing us traumatized. I don't know. Um, so maybe that, maybe, you know, maybe that's why those films get greenlit. And for me, you know, when we see black people getting killed, we, we, black people see black people getting killed on social media. These images are very damaging. It, it hurts. And this is our reality. And from, 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 from my perspective, Inter like why does our entertainment have to mirror that all the time you know right. and it's just like it's, it's we're constantly getting traumatized over and over and over again and sometimes i think black people deserve different narratives we deserve yeah. to see ourselves you know be happy and is that so i don't know if that's wrong but i want to see it's us not wrong. At all. Yeah. yeah so yes thank you for your question i really appreciate that so sorry for the rant my bad my bad but i had to get that out <laughs> no of course i'm excited to hear more about that because yeah i think for me especially with like movies like black panther or even you know moonlight deals with struggles and deals with sexuality but it was such a different narrative of you know kind of what you see for you know black men in particular um and dealing with sexuality and then you know black panther obviously is just <laughs> amazing all together but to see you know the sister be this smart scientist and these warrior goddesses drenched in these you know african tribe prints it was just so powerful you know um to see it and it's just, it really is it, it makes it that much harder to kind of go back to like okay another movie about slavery yes it's important but why is it always the same story like you know i appreciate the nat turner you know or things like that where it gives us more information and more light on people who weren't always you know just the ones kind of bearing it all because it's like it's, it's needed but it's not 
it, it's okay to have the black boy joy and the black girl magic. And I think, I think to maybe in my perspective to answer your question about why they like to see us in that light, I think also for them that's a lot of what they were conditioned to see. So that's the only thing they know, which is why movies like Girl Stripper, things like that, they thought wouldn't sell because black women having fun going on a vacation. Like what? No, we do that. We black like that. Women we have fun. Yeah, we want to just like everyone loves Hangover. Like a lot of people love Brownstrip because it's, yes. it's, you know, it's, it's a universal story. It just happens to have black leads, and that's okay, you know. So and that so is. just to kind of like to kind of switch the gears a little bit because I kind of wanted to. Have, I had a question for you, Kier, because when I was looking over your bio and kind of looking at your background. You know, one of the things here, you work for the sports organizations, NFL, NBA, MLB, and then you transition to doing film. And I know for one, I'm sure I would assume the pay difference was like a big difference. And then like a whole new world. How did you even like transition into that? Like give, I just, I'm just curious about Brandy, that. you are my Virgo sister. That was one of my questions. <laughs> okay, so let's be clear. There's no money in sports. Unless you're oh. in the operation side of things, you're overpaid. I mean, you're underworked and underpaid. Luckily for film, you'll work the same amount of hours, but you know, you get like overtime and things like that. But, um, I love sports and sports was always my plan B because my family is like, hey, Kira, film, what girl? Like, you going to school mm -hmm. for that? Like, no. So I did that to please my, just to get a plan B going just yeah. in case. But I think I was what, 24? And I was like, you know what? I'm not about to live my life trying to please society or my family. So yes. that's why I made the transition. But I'm not ashamed. Like, luckily, I live at home. My parents, they welcome me back. Um, blessings, so okay. It's a blessing because it has afforded me the opportunity to pursue my dream yeah. um, and really go hard for them. But yeah, sports is cool and all, but ain't no money in sports. Like, those <laughs> companies make, those organizations make so much money. And you think they're, athletes get paid millions of dollars yes yeah. but that's not dropping a bucket to what these organizations as a whole make and then you don't play so yeah once i figured that out i was like mm -hmm. i'm out the game i go where the money is <laughs> or yeah. where the passion lies <laughs> yeah i mean but sports was my passion because i love community and i love people and i love experiences and i can still get that with doing what i love which is film so yeah so Okay, I'm sorry, Shanice, I know you're probably going to get ready to the next point, but I have just one last worldly question just to kind of talk about the personal climate, and I just want each perspective about it. Okay, you know, you're a film director. If you had a chance to tell a story with everything that's going on right now, what would be the story? What would be the narrative or the perspective that you would tell? That I would tell? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would look at it through the lens of my oldest grandmother. Um, because ironically, you know, they have been living through this over and over mm -hmm. and over. So I would like to see the transition of her life and then introduce like a younger person, like her, her granddaughter, great granddaughter, like me, and just to see the current state of uprising. Um, because I think what America kind of has forgotten, like our grandparents are still alive. Like my they grandmother are. just turned 87, Amen, you know? Yeah, and the day that every when Atlanta started to burn, 
um, me and my grandmother were talking about it. She was like, here, your grandfather was a sharecropper. He will work all year and give all his money to a white man. And then later on that, we saw the riots and protests break out. And then she called me the next day. She was like, here, let it burn. I'm glad things are burning. Oh, yeah, and wow. She, she's fed up. And she was like, in my lifetime, I haven't seen, I've seen changes, but I haven't really seen a change. So I would tell a perspective, a story from the perspective of my grandmother, not on some slavery or, you know, segregation, but just see how y'all think there's change, but it really ain't. Like, okay. Okay, Celeste, how are you going to back that up, Celeste? Oh, wow. Um, so, so I'm coming from truth. I probably would not write a story about this. And let me tell you why. Yes. Because I kind of want to, I'm always about, I want to diversify our narratives. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the Black Boy Joy, Black Girls Magic. I think those stories are what I gravitate to so I'm gonna write about them mm-hmm. however that doesn't mean that I'm not gonna support somebody who who wants to write those stories yes so okay. I would probably seek out like a Kira hey girl I can help you out some way um Fair but enough. in terms of like the screenwriting of it mm-mm, that's just not my bag mm-hmm. all right <laughs> that's real. know our bag and speaking of your bag break is coming to a screen near us. Celeste, where can um, we all watch this film? Okay, thank you for asking the question. Um, you guys, please go to either our website at, or it's probably easier to just to go to Instagram and our website is posted. You can go to the link tree. Our website is there and RSVP for the virtual screening. That's probably what? the easiest way to get there. What's the IG handle um, so that people know where to where to find it? Break Short Film 2020. And this is B-R-E-A-K. Thank Break. <laughs> As opposed to whatever other spelling people may have of that. <laughs> um, and then, um, Kira, I know this is your first time directing. Congratulations, or your director's debut. Congratulations. Oh, congratulations. That's big. What was your biggest takeaway from this experience? Um, biggest takeaway, mm, there's so many. Um, marketing is very important. Yes. Because I knew, I don't know, directing, I feel like I had the skills because I've been observing for some time now, but marketing and then also get a, a solid crew. Like on break, we had a phenomenal crew. And I think that just really trying to elevate people and making sure you vet people who have the same purpose and goals as you, I think that is number one because you can pay people or people can work for free. And if they're not passionate about the script, they're going to do a, a terrible job. Like, true. They have passionate people. I mean, some people may not agree with the script and they still do a good job, but. I find that if you're passionate about the script and you really love what you do, you can create great work. But yeah, that was my experience. And what about working with a child actor? That was her first time, right? Who was your uh, child actor? I don't want to leave out names. I don't know what I'll talk about. Yeah, her name was Casey Burton. She was nine at the time. Wow. Yeah. It was... It was a new challenge. I, I'm not gonna lie. Imposter syndrome started to kick in, and I like, I'm like, okay, can I relate to a kid? Like, what do kids talk about? Like, cause I, so it was. I was a little. I, honestly, I was scared to work with a kid. Um, 
but you know her mom was on set and at times like when I couldn't get her to reach an emotional state that I needed I had to bring in her mom like hey mom can you get her there because what I'm doing is not necessarily working and you know it was her first time too in a short film so it was you know we were kind of helping each other but it was it was a fun experience I mean I think I can relate to kids I feel like she related to me so <laughs> Try that we were all so <laughs> Celeste, how hands-on in the process are you as a writer? Are you kind of just you give the script to the director and trust that process or were you there through production? Well, that? I was the producer, girl. <laughs> okay, yes, multiple bags. We are multi-hyphenated in this. <laughs> yeah. I was the and I pretty much I think for me the most difficult thing was getting the money. Um you know, I like how everybody's saying support black creatives, that's good, but what a money at, I'm just saying. Yes, um, yes. And literally, we just, we pretty much just had to humble ourselves and ask for what we needed, and we got what we needed. So, I mean, my mom spent a whole lot of money. <laughs> I literally got my mom's credit card and just like, thank you, <laughs> and I just said Shout out to you. mom, Duke, shout out to mama. <laughs> shout out to her. Um, and then I, I tapped some of my, my, my good friends and they were just, I think as a black creative, I'm sorry if I'm segueing, but as a black creative, I feel like in order to do this, you need a support system mm -hmm. and a support system that there's a difference between talking and action. You know, we don't need the fluff <laughs> as, as black creators. We don't need the fluff. Either you're going to do it or not. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. there's no gray area there. So, um, Luckily, my support system was that system that said, okay, you need it, we got you. And that's pretty much how we brought in our money. We simply asked who we know, um, people who believed in us as creatives for the money. And that's how really great got made financially, you know. Right. And to support the independent scene to all the people listening to Black Educated Broke, it really is as simple and as easy as just watching the films, commenting, liking, not everyone wants to follow, but maybe spam a page, you know? Um, and, right. and like we were saying, uh, Break will have a virtual release on Tuesday, June 30th, 4 to 6 p.m. Pacific time. I'm on Pacific time. So is that, it's 7, right? Four, 7 to seven. 9 yes. Eastern yes. time. 7 to 9 Eastern time on um, at Break Short Film is that Instagram handle where they can find that information. Where can they find you in case they're wanting to um, be an actor or have any screenwriting questions? Celeste, I'll let you go first. Um, I mean, y'all can just hit me up on my email, CelesteRBanks at gmail.com. And that is C-E-L-E-S-T-E-R-Banks at gmail.com. Y'all can just hit me up whenever. And where can they find you, Kira? Um, you can actually just slide in my DMs on Instagram. I yeah. Very professionally. <laughs> yeah, just very awesome business. No, 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 no. But, um, <laughs> it, um, so my Instagram is I am Kiara B, and that's K-I-A-R-A, -A, the letter B. Um, yeah, just shoot me, just, you know, slide in my DMs, introduce yourself, um, because I'm actually more active on, you know, Instagram, and then we can segue to email if it's, you know, 
So, Ron, you hear that? So, because, you know, Ron want to be in this movie or whatever, girl. He want to be this thug, he era girl. And so, let's I want to write something up. But I'm now you hear that, Ron. You can only about the movie. You can't be trying to flirt or holler, Ron, just about the movie. <laughs> all I said was I wanted to be a drug dealer. So, <laughs> Ron, you're not making narratives about drug dealing no more. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> But if you have an like one, Snow. he is available. <laughs> right, right. I'm just kidding. I'm just Ron, you trying to play Curtis Snow for real, huh? Man, I want all of my life back from watching that garbage movie. That <laughs> That's was my terrible, movie. What? That was terrible, movie. man. Oh, if we have time, if we have time, maybe uh, Kiara Celeste, what is, since that's Ron's movie, what is your favorite movie, ladies? Or what is one movie you would recommend um, people should watch? Or that is underrated? Um, that's, that's a loaded question there. Uh, I know. <laughs> um, I think people really should go back there and watch Friday. Okay. Should they be I mean, regular? Or should they be, you know, because maybe sometimes the jokes hit differently under the They sure do. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, watch it in both, you know, if you want to be inebriated or if you want to be sober. I mean, it's a great, especially with all that's going on, like, watch Friday. It, it'll take some stress off of you. Comic relief. So the first one, the first one only, or are you talking all of them? Or should they just watch the full trilogy? No, just watch the first one. After that, it gets a little strange. I like the second one. I like me. Like the last one is the funniest one. No, the original is hilarious. The original is the best. Okay, you're right. Well, we can all debate this. <laughs> Celeste, what about you? A favorite movie or a movie you feel like people should be watching, rewatch? Um, well, sorry, I'm about to reveal the kid in me. Um, I love Zootopia. It's on Disney Plus. <laughs> I love that movie. I can tell you a couple films not to watch. Uh, that would be The Help on Netflix. If you're okay. trying, if you're trying to, you know, get more acclimated with the black experience, The Help is not. Is not right. <laughs> what is wrong with The Help? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little. We, we'll have to do that in another day. We'll maybe have Celeste here come back and talk about some nuances. Uh, wow. Well, no, it's not that. It, it was again one of those stories that you know just kind of delve into into the narratives that are tied on, and also Viola's oh. like treatment or there there are some other issues going on within that that particular film. Okay, well, let us know, film people. Listen, we do not know. So, we y'all got the inside tea. We just want to know. Like, oh, okay. Because we love our old. We don't put the love her. Like, we don't know. No, the way we don't. Is right now, I'm glad that white lady ate that shit pie. Exactly. Right. right. <laughs> okay, all right. We have guests, gentlemen. They seen the movie. They the movie. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kiara and Celeste, for joining us. Again, everyone, you can watch Break virtually online uh, next Tuesday, June 30th, or two Tuesdays from now, June 30th, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 to 6 Pacific Time. You can find it online as well as Kiara and Celeste. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. I, I want to say about the virtual screening, it will be like, you can't tune in at the exact time. You can still tune in. So don't be deterred working or whatever uh, during the time slot. It'll still be available for you to watch. 
Okay, well, I will be sure to put this on our website. I, I have up the Eventbrite pulled up right now, so I'll go ahead and put this page on our website at blackeducatedandbroke.com, as well as we'll be sure to put it on social. Um, so before we go, I want to get a couple of things from you guys. So I'm on our show, a segment which, you know, the boys act like they don't like, but we call it like in the church said, and pretty much it's like we want to say something positive at the end of everything. So I want you, Celeste, and you, Kiara. I want you guys, if you can say something positive for our listeners when we come back. So guys, keep listening right here on Black Educated and Broke. They say beauty is in the eyes of the beholder, and all fine art starts with a vision. Through extensive research and studying, Barbie Doll Mink Lashes are crafted to enhance your beauty inside and out. Unlike synthetic lashes you can find in stores or online, Barbie Doll Mink Lashes are made with a soft cotton band, which makes them lightweight, comfortable, and easy to apply. Don't let me forget, you can wear these lashes up to 25 times with proper care. Get dolled up and shop at www. BarbieDowBeauty.com and ladies, Barbie is spelled B-A-R-B-E-E. See you later. Yes, sir. It's your boy Ron bringing you Ron's Rundown. Nothing but that hip hop fire and straight sports knowledge. Black Educated and Broke is now in the building. You should be too. Let's go. All righty, we're back here on Black Educated and Broke again. Big shout out to filmmakers Celeste Banks and Kiara Barnes for joining us on Black Educated and Broke. And a big hoorah, hoo ha ha to my girl, Shanae, for doing such an impeccable job on that interview. Hey. Yes, happy to shine light on my fellow filmmakers. All right, and so again, can you just tell people who like may have missed it, uh, how can they follow the girls and get information about the film that they're doing? Right, so um, you can follow Kiara at I am K-I-A-R-A, uh, B, just letter B on um, Instagram. Celeste dropped her uh, email, and honestly, I don't remember. Well, that's okay. Head. We're going to put it up, girl, because we can do special <laughs> effects on this show, girl. Right, right. right. and then um, their short film is at Break Short Film, and it's Break, B-R-E-A-K, um, short film on Instagram. That's where there's the link for the uh, virtual screening. Um, they're tagged in some of the stuff, so it's easy to follow up with them on there as well. And yeah. That, okay. that is where they can find them. All right. So, yeah, we appreciate it. So, we're going to keep our show going because we got things to do, like things about hip-hop, sports, all other kind of stuff. You know, Ron's Rundown. Ron, Ron, what's going on? Yes, indeed. It's time for the rundown. First and foremost, I got to call out Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell, stop with the BS. Stop with the I'll take cap on my team any day, all that nonsense. Swallow your pride and just say I'm sorry. Apologize. Stop with the BS. Knock it off. Don't want to hear it. You look like a fool. Just knock it off. All right. Who's that? Roger Dale is the uh, commissioner of the NFL. Commissioner of the NFL. Oh. Now he's making these comments that he would take Kaepernick on any team. Just knock it off. Just apologize. He still hasn't apologized, but he's going to put him on any team now, but he hasn't apologized. He's, he's half ass and he hasn't said, Kaepernick, I'm sorry. I'll tell you who ain't apologized, and that's Randy's football team. Up. He ain't said shit. Oh, yeah. I don't care about him. Go ahead, Ron, as you were saying. Well, all right, we'll see. <laughs> so I know the big debate is who's the best comedian right now, Kevin Hart or Cat Williams. Neither one of them. It's Dave Who's Chappelle. It's Dave, it's Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle just released a new YouTube um, concert. 
Well, it's on YouTube. It may be on Netflix, not 100% sure. But it's called 846 uh, in honor of Mr. George Floyd. Uh, the eight minutes and 46 seconds that his knee, that his neck was kneed on by that bogus crooked cop. So that murderer. So uh, it's actually, it's a very good, a very good show. Um, it's not really all that ha ha he he, but he definitely got up there and spoke nothing but the truth. So make sure you check that out. Shout out now, to Christopher Darden. Right. Yeah. The cop that shot up the other cops. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, getting down to it, me and Q, normally we go back and forth about the music. I have always uh-huh. liked Lil Baby. You know how me and you normally go back about music? I have always liked Lil Baby, and he continues to show me why I like Lil Baby. You are pathetic. What? <laughs> I've been trying to tell you Lil Baby is nice. I've been saying Lil Baby was dope. It's the rest of them I don't like. Yeah, whatever. But Lil Baby released a new song. It's called A Bigger Picture. You can ask me 30 years from now what's my favorite Lil Baby song, and it will be this song. So without further ado, this is Lil Baby, The Bigger Picture. Let's get into it. Last night, people protesting in Minneapolis escalated as demonstrators were lashed by tear gas and rubber bullets. The main message here, the main message, the here, main message here, is that they want to see those officers involved. They want to see those officers arrested. Officers arrested. Arrest, arrest, arrest. Trade my 4 by 4 for GC3, ain't no more freeless D. I gave him chance, a chance, a chance again, I even told him please. I find it crazy, the police to shoot you and know that you did, but still tell you to freeze. Fucked up, I seen what I seen. I guess that mean hold him down if he say he can't breathe. It's too many mothers just grieving. They're killing us for no reason. Been going on for too long to get even. Throw us in cages like dogs and hyenas. I went to court and they sent me to prison. My mama was crushed when they said I can't leave. First I was drunk, then I sobered up quick when I heard all that time that they gave it to Ali. He got a license plus. We just some products of our environment. How the fuck they gon' blame us? You can't fight fire with fire, I know, but at least we can turn off the flames on. Every color person ain't dumb, and all whites not racist. I be judging by the mind and heart. I ain't really in the face. Fuck up the way that we living is not getting better. You gotta know how to survive. Crazy, I had to tell all of my lovers to carry a gun when they going outside. Stay in the mirror whenever you drive. Overprotective, go crazy for mine. You gotta pay attention to the sign. Seem like the blind following the blind. Thinking about everything that's going on. I boost security up in my home. I'm with my kind of they right or they wrong. I call him now, he'll pick up the phone and it's five in the morning. He waking up on it. Tell him wherever I'm at, then they coming. I see blue lights, I get scared and start running. That shit be crazy, they post to protect us. Swords and handcuffs and arrest us. Why they go home at night, that shit messed up. Knowing we need to help, they neglect us. One of them who gon' make them respect us. I can see in your eye that you fed up. Fuck around, got my shot, I won't let up. They know that we a problem together. They know that we can storm anywhere. It's bigger than black and white. It's a problem with the whole way of life. Can't change overnight. But we gotta start somewhere, might as well go ahead, start here We done had a hell of a year, I'ma make it count why I'm here God is the only man I fear Fuck it, I'm going on the front line, he gon' bust your ass If you come at that gun line, you know when the storm go away in the sunshine, you gotta put your head in the game when it's crunch time I want all my sons to grow up to be monsters I want all my daughters to show out in public 
Seem like we losing our country, but we gotta stand up for something, so this what it comes to. Every video I see on my country, I got power now, I gotta say something. Cause the police been the problem where I'm from, but I'd be lying if I said it was all of them. I ain't do this for the trend, I don't follow them. Altercations with the law had a lot of them. People speaking for the people, I'm proud of them. Stick together, we can get it up out of them. I can't lie like I don't rap about killing and dope, but I'm telling my youngest to vote. I deal with I did, cause I damn no choice and no hope. I was forced to just jump in and go. This bullshit is all that we know, but it's time for a change. Got time to be serious, no time for no game. Ain't taking no more, let us go for them chains. God bless they soul, every one of them names. It's bigger than black and white. It's a problem with the whole way of life. Can't change overnight. But we gotta start somewhere. Might as well go ahead and start here. We done had a hell of a year. I'ma make it count why I'm here. God is the only man I fear. They training officers to kill us. Then shooting protesters with these rubber bullets. They regular people. I know that they feel us. These scars too deep to heal us. What happened to COVID? Nobody remember. It ain't making sense. I'm just here to vent. It happened to one of your people. It's different. We get it. The system is wicked. Just learn how to pick it. Knowledge is power. I swear I'm a witness. I know that I'm gifted. I won't go too deep because I'm scared they'll get me. Ain't scared to admit it. Some shit I can't mention. It's people who can't. Well, here's the chance. I won't take the stand, but I'll take a stand for what I believe. Must not be breathing the air that I breathe. You know that the way that I bleed, you can be. I never been a fan of police, but my neighborhood know I try to keep peace. So it's only right that I get in this streets. March for a reason, I just on GP. How people die for us to be free. Fuck do you mean? This was a dream. Now we got the power that we need to have. They don't want us with it, and that's why they mad. Yeah. It's bigger than black and white. It's a problem with the whole way of life. Can't change overnight. But we gotta start somewhere, might as well go ahead and start here We done had a hell of a year, I'ma make it count why I'm here God is the only man I fear It's bigger than black and white It's a problem with the whole way of life, it can't change overnight But we gotta start somewhere, might as well go ahead and start here We done had a hell of a year, I'ma make it count why I'm here God is the only man I fear Okay he look a little tired in there, but I, I like that song. Fire. Came through. That was a dope song. Yeah. I really enjoyed every bit of it. I really feel like that really speaks, really nice to, flowing cadence. Really speaks to what's going on right now, man. So I had to mm -hmm. I had to put that on that platform, man. Yeah. And some of his proceeds went to Black Lives Matter, right? For that? For all of them, so, yes. perhaps? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good for him. Speaking out and yeah, he said he'll, he'll stand for what he believes in. And, it's that action sometimes, so I'm, I'm with it. Gave me chill. Okay. Is that is that shot? That's your run, damn run. You didn't want to add nothing me, else. Man. All right, y'all. Well, as always, you can find runs run down. We try to get this stuff on our social media pages at Black Educated and Broke. You can always find my boy Ron on Twitter at M R F Y P M. Holla at me. Alrighty, guys, so we're going to take a break and we get back. Y'all know what time it is. We got a jackass of the week. Q, you want to give him a little shampoo? You ain't black, you my jackass. <laughs> Even if you black, you might be my jackass. <laughs> that part, I guess he'll elaborate when we come back. So you got to keep listening right here on Black Educated and Broke. Yo, what's up, people? It's your boy Ali Sadiq from Comedy Central. Man, you know me. I'm black, educated, and broke as hell. I just want y'all to know, hey, man, keep listening to this podcast. Black, educated, and broke. It's your boy Ali Sadiq. Hey, man, get your cash up. Get your education up. And get your goddamn blackness up. Y'all tuned in to the new season of Black, Educated, and Broke. You know what? I'm calling this shit Black, Educated, and Broke 2.0. We got some new members. We got my homie. Byron, a.k.a. Ron, who's go always going to make it his stock. We got my girl, Sinead, all the way out in Cali, holding it down in L.A. And you know the regulars is back. Randy O, Maya, my man Mike B, and Q to take over. 
So stay tuned. This season is about to be off the hook. We're back here on Black Educated and Broke. About to get into that jackass of the week. Q, we are on the edge. Who is it this week? Uh, all you makers that be talking about black on black crime as a, a, a substitute for things that be going on. All you nakers that be saying, uh, well, if he didn't such and such, then he wouldn't. Come on, stop playing with me. Listen, if you black and you agree with Candace Owens, you are definitely also a jackass of the week. And the problem with our people is we cannot move forward as a unit because we cannot get cohesive as a team. There's always somebody who wants to go against the grain. Like if we're gonna be collective and move forward against our oppressors, man, we need everybody on. It's one agenda, and that's for us to move forward. Um, Nat Turner was the man. He asked a, a very prevalent question about uh, who was ready to go in and, uh, and kill some, some slave masters. And the people who didn't raise their hand, they turned on their ass to kill them. So the thing is, like I was saying, like as a team, we gotta be able to and ready to move forward and progress completely. Uh, I see people who, you know, saying not all cops are bad. In my opinion, if you're not a part of the solution, you're a part of the problem. So if you're not standing up for us as a black cop and saying, listen, this is what they trying to tell y'all, you're not on my side, all right? Uh, if you're not in the forefront, like if, if white people mean more to you, to your life and your lifestyle than helping black people, like for instance, I got people I know for sure in my life that will not say anything about what's going on because they don't want to offend the white people they do that and I think that's an issue. Like, I understand a livelihood or making extra money, but when does it affect you? Like, it does it not hurt that you have siblings or relatives that are being affected by it, like me. I can think back to the earliest time I faced racism, I was six years old in Arkansas for the summer somewhere I had never been down the street from where they filmed the color person if that fit in the context so like I think we really need to get together man and if there's people out there who y'all know who ain't on board man I think a conversation needs to be had and in the conversation uh take all the emotion out because you can't have a conversation with somebody hear you if you're not relaying the information. Sometimes we can get too upset, too riled up that what we're trying to say does not come across and it gets missed. Then you don't waste it a bunch of time. But talk to your people, man. Talk to your brothers, your sisters, anybody who's against the movement and any aspect, complaining about riots, complaining about uh, harm being done to certain businesses in your neighborhood. So what? Them people ain't stood up for you? No way. So if it goes down, they got insurance, they'll bounce back. But it also goes back to keeping your money in the black community. So if that's the case, then it's going to get rebuilt anyway because we're going to be back to spending bread, hopefully get it back, and we'll bounce back from that. But sometimes you got to uh, meet violence with violence. And that's what we was taught. That's what was used against us. So why are we afraid to use it back? It worked in a sense for them. 
I just think we need to be a little more uh, headstrong when it comes to what we want and stop asking. Like Tupac said, if you come to a kitchen every day and you smell the food and you knocking and you saying, please can I have some food? Day after day, day after day. And by that last day, it's going to be kicking the dough where the food at, give it up and take it. So I think that's where we are right now as black people. We need to get on board. We don't need no Candace Owens. I don't know what her issue is. Uh, I, I've never met a bad winch like that. But I think we definitely uh, need to make sure that we all doing the same. Randy is definitely, I can't hear you. I said, Q, why don't you give a little background on Candace Owens? Just for those who may not kind of know, just to put something up why she recently came up, you know, people who don't know. Well, she hasn't, I won't say she recently came up because when Revolt Summit was here, she was on stage with T.I., Killer Mike, and all that. Um, she said some other controversial things, but the most recent thing is she talked about George Floyd and she said uh, she called him a martyr, but he was not a martyr because this hope for the movement, this movement is not because of George This movement and the riots and the protests is because people are tired. All right, we saw y'all, y'all killed Trayvon, Zimmerman got off. Cop hopped out the car in two seconds, killed two more lives. Uh, 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 the cops in Chicago killed, forgive me for forgive, forgetting uh, the young black man's name. He was killed in the middle of the street on camera, like it's on camera, Eric Garner, they're all on camera. We are tired of dying and we're tired of dying at the hands of police who are supposed to protect us and they get off. All right, it's always some raised reasonable doubt or some reason why they should not have, uh, uh, why they should get off and they do. And we sit and watch this man kneel on his neck. But Candace tried to say that he's not a martyr. Definition of a martyr is somebody who dies for a cause. He didn't die for no cause. He didn't sacrifice his life for that. They took his life. So she was just trying to make the point that black people uh, put themselves in that position and they're dying because when was the last time you looked in the mirror, baby? Well, you know, I saw something about her come up, I said recently, because this may kind of be alleged, so I want to do a check, a fact, a fact check, but it came back that she got in a situation with in the law, but she was able to settle with them. You know, they yeah, like, she forget about that. Yeah, I did see a picture about NAACP, but I didn't go and look for it to see how factual it was. But now that you brought it up, I, I think I'm about to go look because you came to the NAACP to help you. Now, these are the same colored people that you want to disassociate. And she's married to a white man. Not saying that anything is wrong with interracial. Right. We can forget where we come from and adopt another culture without fully embracing our own. This kind of felt like more of like Q's corner, you know? Or something like that, like moments with Q. You know, every now and then I like to switch it up on y'all. All right, you better go ahead, boy. I ain't mad. I like that, okay? So all of that. If you ain't with us, Q said you are the jackass of the week. You ain't okay. with us, you're against it, boy. And you know, for those, I see, I see a couple of people have been tagging us or whatever. 
Listen, listen, if you got a jackass of the week that you feel like we need to talk about, email it to us. DM us on Black Educated and Broke. Black Educated and Broke at Gmail. Add us. We will share. We will tag you. We just want to spread the word. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to go ahead and take another break when we get back. We be in the city. I'm back, guys. Georgia is uh, uplifting, uplifting, lifting more restrictions. We're going to get into it and break it all down for y'all. So keep listening here on Black Educated and Broke. Hey, y'all. What's up? It's your girl, Kiera. And when I'm not at home creating shot list, I am listening to the podcast Black Educated and Broke. What's up, man? It's your boy Marone, founder of Vintage Connoisseur Club, bringing you some of the hottest handpicked designer and streetwear vintage pieces. We specialize in nostalgic, handpicked, and revived vintage goods from Burberry polos all the way down to dead stock leather snapbacks. We pride ourselves on authenticity and exclusivity. Follow us on IG and Facebook at vintage.c.c. And you can even hit me up at Rome, the chosen one. I'm listening to Black Educated and Broke. All right, guys, we are back here on Black Educated and Broke. Um, loving it. Hope you're loving the show so far. If you kind of missed a couple of shows that we used to do that we've done in the past, do not worry. Q, tell them, where can they catch up on all of our old shows? Man, they can go on Apple Podcasts. They can go on Spotify. You can even check us out on the iHeartRadio app. Did I mention SoundCloud? Come on, see. You got at least one of them on your phone, I guarantee you. If you got an iPhone, it came with the Apple Podcast app. So you ain't got no excuse. Q couldn't say it any better, okay? I couldn't do it better than what he said. So get on to it. In the meantime, y'all know what time it is. We be in the city. In the city. In the city. On Y'all see, I have a lovely Atlanta background behind me. I love Dallas, Texas. Don't get it twisted, but I do love Atlanta. And so the biggest thing that's kind of going on here, y'all, in Georgia is that they're lifting more restrictions from the coronavirus. So I just put a list for you guys to tell you exactly the things that have changed, okay? So for one, spectator sports, which I guess is like, you know, basketball, football, all of that stuff, and live performance venues, they can reopen and the conventions on July the 1st. So that's in about two weeks. Uh, as far as currently, it says that residents 65 or older no longer have to shelter in place unless they live in a long-term care facility like, you know, a nursing home or they got some underlying conditions. Um, residents of long-term facilities, they still are locked down and visitors cannot come. Um, and now they have abolished the maximum size of a party at a restaurant. Anybody can come. Uh, you know, it used to be like only 10. That's no longer the case. And there's no longer, uh, it limits the number of people per square feet. They dropped that. Um, the tables, though, has to still be six feet uh, or separated by partitions. Another change is the restaurant workers, they now only have to wear a mask when they're interacting with the patrons, not in the kitchen or anywhere else. So when they're in your face, that's the only time they got to wear a mask. The bars. The bars now can have up to 50 people or 35% of the listed capacity, whichever is greater. Um, self-service, you know, buffets, salad bars, they're back to doing that, but it has to have a sneeze guard and hand sanitizer. Um, buffets are supposed to enforce social distancing and regularly replace shared utensils. So y'all go to buffet, they should be changing that. Um, 
motherfucker to go to a buffet during coronavirus. Oh, they're going. You know they're going, honey. Okay. And then as the I'm not sure who's doing that, but I wouldn't be. You know, buffet. I mean, because they already got nothing to that, like. No. Well, another thing which is effective on Tuesday was um, there will now be no limit on, I mean, yeah, no, there will now be no limit on how many people can sit together uh, in the movie theater. So now that's about to start reopening, which I saw Regal is talking about their reopening plan, which is coming up later this month. And then, oh, I kind of like this, but customers who haven't made advanced appointments will now be allowed to walk into personal care businesses such as the barber shop, hair salon, tanning salon. No appointment, you can just walk in now. And then um, conventions of 100 or more people, they can start doing that as of July the 1st. They just gotta still, you know, check the temperature and, and stuff like that. But yeah, those are the uh, those are the big changes. Y'all listen to Randy boy. Y'all gonna be just like them people that was on Chris Cuomo down in Florida. That I got them 15 people that all got sick. The whole bar got corona. I said, how the whole bar get it? That was kind of nasty. And scary. It's super nasty. Like, what was y'all all the, ugh, ugh. But nevertheless, listen, I have been out a little bit in these streets, even though I haven't said that I've been doing 100% social distancing, but it's like when I've sat down to eat, I haven't had people up on me. Still been, you know, besides my friends that I'm with, but it's been pretty like, you know, and I feel, I feel like, you know, people just wash your hands, wear your mask when you need to. I think it's okay. I think it's okay. Well, you're going to be our guinea pig, Randy. We appreciate you. Well, that's fine because guess what? I be in the city. All right, so on that note, guys, we're going to take a one last break, wrap up the show, and I'll let you know what you can expect on the next one. So keep listening as we wrap things up right here on Black Educated and Broke. Don't make me spend it. Be gentle with yourself, be still, and take a break and watch our short film break on June 30th at 7 p.m. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your Heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? So don't worry. Amen. I need that as a warrior. Thank Amen. you. Amen. You know, guys, I think that was a good show. Did y'all like enjoy the show? This this show? I did. I very much enjoyed it. You know, I don't want to say, again, special thanks to our guests. Thank you, Sinead, for bringing Celeste and Kiara into our world. We're very much looking forward to watching their virtual film break, which is what day is that going to be airing, Sinead? Hey. Now you done put me on a spot. Uh, can we circle back? Yeah, we can circle back because you know what? I have this thing called editing. So anywho, but um, I want to thank you for that. We're going to make sure we catch that film. Um, on this weekend, too, I want to acknowledge it is going to be Father's Day. I didn't get a chance to mention that in the city. I want to give a special shout out to the father um, on our squad at Black Educated and Broke. Happy Father's Day, QQ. Yeah, see, Randy said I'm y'all daddy. Y'all, y'all. Oh, no, no, this is my <laughs> Okay, <laughs> on that thank note. You, thank you, thank you. I have my cigar and whatever else I choose to indulge in. Okay, well, this is good. You're going to have a good time. You deserve it. Yeah. Shout out to all my yeah. fathers. Everybody want to shout out to their daddy. Hey, daddy. Hey, Steve Overito. 
Um, and then also it's Juneteenth weekend. Be safe out there. You yeah. know, this is the time to celebrate. Enjoy. Y'all getting like, off though? Y'all know they passed it. They giving people half days, whole days off. So before we started the call, I was saying it on the show, Q, that yeah, I was so happy that my company gave us the day off. So um, yeah, I'm taking full lit. advantage of that and having a good That's old, crazy. We that's had a amazing. remote off, but we Doing still get paid, and that's progress. Okay, right. we're going to take it, and I appreciate it. And then, that's so, really um, to kind of tell you guys about the next show, we're still talking about activism. It ain't stopping. We're talking about Juneteenth, but we have a Chicago activist, Damon Williams. He's going to be joining us uh, next week, and from Chicago, letting us know what they're doing there, different movements, different plans, so we can all stay connected. As always, if you want to keep catching up on any of our shows, to see what we got going on. I'm going to put him on the spot. Ron, how can they go back and check us out and stuff? How can they listen? You can listen to Apple, Spotify, uh, Android Market. Is that correct? I don't even use Android, so maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Maya, tell them how they can follow us. You can follow us on Instagram at Black Educated and Broke or on Twitter at BEB Podcast underscore ATL and on Facebook, Black Educated and Broke. And uh, I gotta make sure, and I got, and I gotta make sure, guys, the Mayan blog. Don't forget about it. The Mayan blog is always on our website as well, blackeducatedandbroke.com. What Q said, we love it. Go and support. All right. I felt like I knew before y'all. But I ain't gonna put my out there like that. Oh, go ahead. What happened? Now what happened? Oh, no, 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 nothing. That's what we good. She was about to say something. She just said I put something. I posted out. two new posts on my blog. I haven't posted on the website yet. So if you check out my blog, you'll see two new posts. Okay, come on, subtle tease. So on that note, we're gonna <laughs> wrap it on up, y'all. It's been your girl Randy O. It's Maya. Ron still sick of these damn Karen's. <laughs> Somebody gonna say Mike B. Cool. Mike B. Mike B. It's your boy Mike B. with Melanin News. Today uh, <laughs> with behind the scenes. And as always, I'm just here to cue the takeover. You feel me? All right. Next- see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Yeah, niggas got funny. Yeah, nigga a dummy. He think that he low. Yeah. My life is a show. Every day new episode. It took a lot to go. Black Educated and Broke is a weekly entertainment podcast where we mix hip-hop, headlines, and all things ATL into the success of black millennials in black culture.